the moment that shifted, the moment that my identity, how I viewed myself shifted, everything shifted. And then I became a self-made millionaire that year. Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. On this special segment of our episodes, we go into the Liberated Life interviews. Now, Zen Stoic is a philosophy that aims at creating liberation, but it itself is not liberation. It is merely a vehicle to get there. And just like the Buddha said, a finger pointing at the moon is not the moon. And on these episodes, we go beyond the bounds of Zen Stoic philosophy and interview people from all different walks of life on what it means to live a liberated life. Let's get into the show. So this is a very special episode and guest that I am super excited to have on this podcast. We have Michelle Alderman, soon to be Michelle Dillard, who is a certified master life coach with additional master's certifications in hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and quantum timeline techniques. She is the co-founder of Richer Every Day with her partner, Mike Dillard a course and coaching program that helps high-performing entrepreneurs and employees reach new levels of success by retraining their brain's neurochemistry and subconscious programming when it comes to money and abundance. Michelle has coached over a 1,000 clients to improve their lives by observing their thought processes and teaching a simple framework that can be used in all areas of life. Michelle teaches that in order to improve your life, you must improve the quality of your thinking. Go to richereveryday.com to learn more about the course and community. So this is a really special episode for me because Michelle is actually one of my coaches. I hired Michelle to coach me when it came to the matters of wealth and money uh, a few months back, and that area of my life has completely transformed since working with her. So we're going to get into the work that I did with her in this episode some of the stories and some of the breakthroughs that I had in working with her and going into all things money and abundance. When we think about living a liberated life, one of the areas that seems to be the most entrapping for people is finances. And when people get trapped with their finances, it seems like the rest of their lives seems to suffer in terms of quality. When we have stress about money, it really puts a sour taste on everything else. So Michelle has a profound way of showing us how to liberate ourselves when it comes to the matters of finances. And I will tell you up front, it is not what you think it's going to be. This is not a podcast where we're going to be discussing different investment strategies because that is absolutely not where it starts. <laughs> and Michelle is an absolute master of this. So I'm so honored to have her on this show. So grateful to know her and to be able to call her a coach and a friend and I know that you will enjoy this episode. So recently, I had been messing around with this idea that is talked about in Stoicism, which is the obstacle is the way. Yeah. Now, one thing that our mutual friend Scott had shown me about that is that through the whole idea of perception is projection, mm -hmm. we not only set goals, but we're also setting obstacles for ourselves unconsciously because those are the very things that stretch us to be the person that we need to be to achieve the goal that we've set out for. We're setting ourselves free every time we do that. Yeah. So I had this client that I was going to do a session with him at for his pain that he was coming in for. And when he, it was like a week before the session, he had texted me. He said, I don't know if I can do the session or I'm not going to be able to do the session for another month because I didn't make any sales this week and I'm broke for the rest of the week. That's the language that he used. And I said to him, I was like, 
Okay. This is great because you've set a goal to set yourself free from the pain that you have in your feet, the chronic pain that you've had for, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. And I'm like, so here's your obstacle. This is to be expected. So not like basically showing him that like, this is actually something that is supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to have these obstacles. Otherwise you wouldn't have any growth from the experience. So I'm like, there's a couple things you want to keep in mind about what you're saying. Number one is you are telling yourself that the only place money can come from is these, is this one stream of income from your sales job, which is commission only. Secondly, like you're telling yourself you're broke for the rest of the week. So you're going to make that true. Like you're going to live in that bubble. hundred <laughs> percent. That's yeah. That's yeah. So upon saying that to him and saying like everything that you're telling yourself and everything that you're noticing is a projection of what's going on inside. So what if you just changed how you were speaking to yourself inside and you started focusing on opening up and letting go of the form in which things came in an hour later, he has a phone call with a client. This is when my girlfriend had told me like, Hey, you should tell him that this is all coming from a loving place because he's getting freaked out by this idea. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So I tried to call him and he didn't answer. And he texts me back. He goes, Hey, sorry, I couldn't answer your phone call. I was on the phone with a client helping them work through their obstacles. Like you're helping me. And it resulted in $4,000 of a sale. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because you can see the loop of what your actions and your learnings just immediately turning over to him and then turning over to another person. So yes. it's like this beautiful ripple effect that you get to experience in real time. I love that. Absolutely. And you coach people a lot when it comes to their wealth. My, I'm one of those people. I am people in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very curious, like from your perspective, what, what transpired there in terms of his internal thoughts mm -hmm. and his ability to generate money in that situation when... Yeah it didn't seem like it, there was anywhere in sight where it was coming from. Yeah, I think what it, if I could pinpoint it and what I'm getting is that the, it's more him letting go of the need to have the pain. So sometimes there's something we get from having pain. And so the decision was, no, I'm finally ready to let go of the pain. That's right. And whatever that was mm. for benefits, we get benefits from the most horrific things sometimes. We don't want it consciously, but subconsciously we're getting attention or we're getting a reason to not take action or whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's just a comfort zone. And what's new is who am I without this pain? Yes. Who am I with now that I can do all these things, then what? So it could be a fear of change, a fear of strength, a fear of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're just not quite ready to let go yet. That's right. And so when you approached him and you said, no, this is, you want to get rid of this. This You came to me for coaching. Is this what your goal is? I feel like in that moment too, he was like, really made the decision. Yeah. That's what he wanted to get rid of. And you bringing that up, that obstacles are to be expected. That's right. <laughs> is he's, oh, now the question is truly, do you want that goal bad enough to go through the obstacles? That's right. Yeah, because I feel like the obstacles just give you an opportunity to see where you're not already free within yourself. Absolutely. And you get a choice there. Like, do you let the, the obstacle define you or do you define the obstacle by overcoming it and then right. expanding your own comfort zone Absolutely. through that? Yeah. So it's it was a very interesting thing that happened because I remember through our coaching together, the way that I used to look at money was very different. And I would look at my external situation mm -hmm. 
And I would say, this is the situation. Like I would believe the, the yeah. environment yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of believing myself internally or yeah. trusting in the inspiration that set me on the path in the first place to generate money through a business. And so I'm sure that's something that you run into quite often with your clients, like yeah. people believing their circumstances. Totally. What is like, how do you like to overcome that? How I like to overcome that is really getting clear on what the circumstances are and removing opinion and judgment, mm. really getting to the facts because the rest of it is just a story that we're telling ourselves. Correct. And so even if the amount in your bank is neutral, circumstances are always neutral. It's only when we have a thought about it, a judgment about it, or make it mean something that then emotions get involved. And That's so true. then we can look at our lives or ourselves or our bank account and judge it and feel bad. And then what happens is then we're actually not in the place to take the action that we want to take mm -hmm. to create the money because we're creating this feeling of stagnation within ourselves. And it's a really tough place to take action from. So whenever I'm going through something or looking at anything, I remind myself that it's actually neutral. Whatever I'm judging or fearing or whatever situation I'm in, I look for what is neutral and factual about it. And then I take a step outside of my own brain and I observe it. And I'm like, what am I thinking about this situation? Oh, that's not enough money. I need to make more. I should have done that one thing that one time. Mm. Or, oh, I made a decision a long time ago or I made a bad investment and I'm afraid of making more. There are all these thoughts that run through our head and the things that we think that's the circumstance. We think that's really the case. We think that our perception of the world truly is the world, but it is only through the filter, the lens of our perception that we mm -hmm. create our own world. So you can have twins grow up in the same house, have the same resources mm -hmm. and one can go one way and one can go another or their perceptions about an experience will be totally different. They'll tell a different story mm. about a shared experience. That's right. And it's all because of our interpretations of things mm. and these micro judgments and micro decisions that we make throughout our life. This is good. This is bad. This means this, these complex equivalences. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This means that. And it's crazy how much we are able to trap ourselves with just our words and how we describe situations. Yeah. Because like you said, they exist neutrally without any kind of injected meaning until we decide what it means. And that obviously influences our actions, which influence our results, and those results reinforce and the cycle continues. Exactly. Uh, the, the model from Brooke Castillo yeah, is exactly yeah, that, which, totally. which you turned me on to her, which, and she's yeah. fantastic. I've definitely learned a lot just by thinking of things in that way. And so I'm curious, you could talk a little bit about Richer Every Day, because that, yeah. that is the program that I got mm -hmm. in with you, and then we did some one-on-one -on -one coaching. So can you... Yeah. Share a little bit about how that program was started and what it does for people. Yeah. Oh, this program was started in such a beautiful way. Mike and I actually met at a money mastermind. And at this point, he was not, he was in a health journey. And what was so fascinating to me is I got to observe all of my money stories coming up. Mm. And for me, I saw him as like the rich man who was having a health thing. And I had like, massive caretaker person in me at that time. <laughs> so I wanted to be the savior and help him out. But I actually had a big inferiority complex because I was mm. like, okay, we actually didn't even think that this is actually quite funny. 
because I had the limiting belief that all the good ones were taken, I thought he was married. And so after the mastermind, when he reached out, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy just asked me on a date. Like the, the goal. <laughs> yeah, like I swore he could, because again, going back to thinking your reality is real, mm -hmm. when it's not, it was just through the lens of a belief that I had yes. that all the good ones were taken. So that's one example. But he was really going through his health journey and, and doing basically anything he could do and learning anything he could learn to figure out what's at the root of his sickness and mm. trying to heal the body. And one of those books, one of the books that he was reading just really clicked things in with money. It was mm. about the biochemical addictions. Mm. So the biochemical, our addictions to serotonin, our addictions to dopamine, our addictions to cortisol. Mm -hmm. and high risk taking. Yes. And so this book like really clicked into his mind and he was able to see everything through that lens and understand every decision that he's made. For me and in in my journey watching him witness all mm -hmm. these things as I'm going through like Brooke Castillo's life coach school mm -hmm. at the same time it just made for amazing conversation and mm -hmm. right when we were about to launch I was like, you know what? I think we're going to do this together. Yeah. Oh, we both have a lot to add here. That's right. And so integrating that piece of what I had been learning too, to what he had been learning is what, how richer every day was born. But it's really the contrast here. What's so beautiful here is that I had this glass ceiling where I didn't think I could make that much. And so I always viewed myself as someone who was barely making it by. Yeah like just struggling and not going to be able to like make massive amounts of wealth. But that was just completely an illusion. And what I learned in really being that in, in Mike's atmosphere too, and just being around a lot of high power entrepreneurs is that there's a lot of really rich broke people. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this. I'm so glad that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of multimillionaires living paycheck to paycheck. That's and insane. It's it, it, I'm sure same. that sounds crazy to a lot of people like yeah. hearing that. It's, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. And I, when I, when Mike and I opened the books, so to speak, mm -hmm. and got to know each other in that way of, okay, how do you do your finances? Are you, what do things look like? I was astonished because he would make 12 million a year, but he was actually living paycheck to paycheck, having wow. to make the money mm. that month to pay for everything. And I actually had, although it was very small amounts of money. I had the system figured out mm. and it was, I had all of my living expenses paid for by one rental property that I owned. Wow. <laughs> and so I, my, it was earth shattering for me because I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm the rich person here. <laughs> it's wild <laughs> to think about. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God. For maybe a minute, I'll be richer than Mike Dillard. <laughs> but it was so, it, what happened there was it opened my eyes to mm -hmm. the perception of the, these false perceptions of things and how someone can on the outside really seem su successful and we can feel the inferior to them when really we're all just humans just trying to like on this wheel mm. and unless we're truly stashing stuff aside mm. and really stewarding our mm. money, then we're just, there's rich, broke people and there's broke, broke people. Yes. <laughs> and then what I was, I was a broke, rich person <laughs> who didn't even see the value that I had. I couldn't mm. even see it. Wow. That it's, and it affects your reality completely. Mm -hmm. Like just how you're viewing it because 
while you were actually creating a lifestyle that was genuinely rich, you couldn't even see it yourself because of what you believed, what the meaning that you gave it and the stories that you would tell yourself. I always thought it wasn't enough. That's wild. We, I remember we were in bed and just talking about all this stuff. And I had that click in moment of, I figured it out. Hmm. All of my passive income pays for all of my bills. And then I create from a place of joy. Hmm. And so I did design. I was like striving and really trying to make it. But all of that was really just coming from a place of me trying to prove that I could make it. Because hmm. in my head, I hadn't because I wasn't observing myself in that way until that conversation. Yeah. So this, the moment that shifted, the moment that my identity, how I viewed myself shifted, everything shifted. And then I became a self-made millionaire that year. That's amazing. And that is why we worked together, this form of thinking. And it, because it helped me a lot. I remember for me, one of the difficulties when it came to making money or having success of any kind and this to me was probably the most memorable part of our coaching together was there was a moment where we released guilt, which I thought I had released, but I had not. <laughs> and the root experience of guilt I realized was in the womb where I felt as though my mom was giving her life for me. So I was taking it away from her in some way. I'm sure you remember this one specifically, but I remember in that experience, I had made it mean that I was the one taking away. But the reality is like her and my dad were really trying to have me and like with no luck of conception. And then finally I was, they were pregnant and I was yeah. the baby being born there. So in, in other words, like it was a gift to them. That's exactly what they wanted. And I remember the resolution of that was that my mom was like her purpose in life was to give birth to me and to be around a little like long enough so that I would know who she was and ultimately that was her contribution. That was her purpose. So I remember the thing that we came to at the end, which like, it still makes me emotional when I think about it, was that I was the gift. And that changed how I saw everything. Yeah. No longer went around with unwarranted guilt in any situation. No longer had to try to make myself feel like I had to work my way up to feeling like enough or to that, that sort of thing. So it's crazy how even something like that which somebody might not even think of mm -hmm. as affecting their ability to build wealth and income in their life as being so integral in just how they operate day to day. Yeah. And that's truly the liberated life. That's right. When you can set yourself free. Yeah. And look at things and what a gift. So one thing that that kind of reminds me of, because one of the guilty thoughts that, that came was a complex equivalence of making money mean a lack of spirituality which I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. listening probably have had that yep. in their lives. So is that, what do you feel Woke about and that? Broke, baby. Woke and Woke broke. Woke and broke, right? <laughs> it's a thing. It's a real uh, thing. And it is an illusion. Yes. <laughs> because there is a spiritual component to money and that is exactly it. So what you explained in reassociating and understanding something that you made a meaning about when mm. you were even in the womb, have carried with you, have lived with this sense of I've got to try to earn or prove or strive, and then going back and actually being able to see what an amazing gift, like your mom's purpose became complete when she brought you into the world. And look at the work you're doing. Mm. My gosh, <laughs> what a gift to be able to bring that to earth. Yeah, and, and so, being able to own that feels amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
rather than being lost in it. And all of those emotions and like Mm -hmm. the baggage that people carry that they don't really realize they're carrying, setting themselves free from that is what like liberation to me and that's truly what living an abundant life Mm. is freeing yourself from all of the negative decisions and views that you have of yourself and these are so microscopic like we don't see them we just like you said before going into the session you're like oh i've already released guilt Mm -hmm. let's just see what's in there let's Mm -hmm. just put under the hood (laughs) why not since it's gone (laughs) you have nothing to hide (laughs) exactly Exactly. and that's the beautiful thing about coaching and Mm -hmm. always working with someone and that's something Mm -hmm. i love about you is that because you're always working with someone. You're always getting another perspective because you know the value of it. Yeah. And you don't get trapped by your own perception. And it's, let's take a look. That's and right. suddenly all these things come up and it can be so impactful in people's lives when they just reassociate one event mm-hmm. and get to see the gifts, why that event might have happened in their life. I had one client who was trying to break through the glass ceiling and he looked back on a memory and it, and I'll never forget the story. I just always see the Nike shoes in my head. His dad didn't buy him the Nike shoes because he believed that he could teach his son to create the money himself. Mm. But the meaning that he took from that was my dad doesn't have the money to buy me the shoes. Mm. So he took a poverty mindset when he was a kid Mm. And he didn't get to see that he actually went on to create the business to buy the shoes himself and that his dad was such a wonderful father that had taught and instilled that to him. Mm-hmm. But in that little, what whatever stuck in his mind was just that he couldn't get what he wanted. That's right. And right then that seed was planted that he couldn't get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he's lived his whole life until we worked together on this to dismantle some of these things thinking that everything else was just right outside of his ability to get. That's right. And just shifting these little tiny beliefs because it's that imprint period in our Mm -hmm. childhood when things get planted and we don't know it's there because zero to seven, (laughs) we've been thinking that it's all real and just believing everything being highly suggestible. Mm -hmm. And what's insane is that you'll have people in their thirties, their forties, their fifties who are operating on beliefs that they created when they were like five years old. hundred (laughs) percent. And you're like, you're running your business thinking that you Mm -hmm. thought about when you were a kid and they have no idea it's there. Yeah. (laughs) A a lot of the times people have no idea. It's It's so true. Yeah. I remember, I think one, one of the, the stories that, Uh, you and I talked about where I felt like I was afraid to be poor, right? Like the fear of poverty, like the rejection of it, the attachment to that thought came from like a memory when I was like nine years old. Yeah, I was nine and I'll share the story real quick. (laughs) I, we're, I was at the movie theater with my uncle and we were walking outside and there was a homeless person on the floor. And I said to my, I said out loud to my uncle, I said, I'd like to try that for a day. (laughs) I try being homeless, like totally innocent thought. Uh And he's, oh no, you don't want to do that. And it immediately instilled this fear of being poor. There was a judgment and he didn't do it to make me feel bad, obviously, but I had this judgment formed in my mind around being poor. So instead of just letting it be a neutral thing, like a reality that exists, but not my reality, instead I was rejecting it and being fearful of it, which is an emotional attachment. So therefore I'm always going to have it in my mind. And And it drains the energy. That's right. Uh Drains the energy from my efforts, my abilities Mm -hmm. to do anything for that matter. So 
that was also very helpful that we let go of that. That's not a good thing to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's neutral. It's mm. actually neutral. It's only until we have thoughts about it yes. and judgments about it. Mm. And a lot of those are seated in childhood. Yes, that's a good thing that this work exists. We don't want to hold on to all that. Yeah, and with awareness too, and just people listening to the podcast, the biggest way that I've worked on these within myself, like mm-hmm. without working for with a coach, is mm-hmm. just been asking myself, when did I decide that? I love that question. Like, <laughs> when did I decide that? I'll ask people, when did you decide that? When they say something that clearly is not fitting of their situation or what they want, because what it does is it restores agency back to that person, puts them at the cause when by presupposing you decided that at some point, there was a point in your life where it didn't exist. Exactly. And then it did. (laughs) And then you're also installing choice too. Cause, Oh, I decided that, which also implies I can make a new decision in any moment. It's very true. Cause most of the time when we are in a victimized mentality, we're giving our power away by, acting as if we didn't decide it (laughs) in the first place and bringing that agency back to yourself, I think Mm -hmm. is one of the most important things you can do if you intend on making any kind of change in your life. (laughs) That was the biggest shift in my own personal development is going from the effect of all of the things around me. Like my father had passed away when I was seven years old and my sister lived the same reality. She was with our family too. I went on to really apply myself in school and decide I grew up in poverty. Like I didn't want that for myself anymore. So it fueled me. And for her, it it was a totally different path. And the power of our thinking about our circumstances and questioning, like whenever you make a judgment of, oh, this can't be done. When did you decide that? It just, the questions that we ask ourselves are the single most powerful things that we can do is just, is just continuing to ask ourselves and improve the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves don't ask how come i can't do this because you'll get the answer yeah your focus exactly where you don't want to go <laughs> and it's not going to help you no yeah. it yeah. is not <laughs> so when i moved from an nlp the cause or the effect side of the equation to the cause side which is really moving out of the mentality that other things can victimize you mm. and moving into an empowered place of I decided at some level to have this experience and what was my part in it. And if there is a gift, if Mm -hmm. I did choose this, why would I have chosen it? Right. Yeah. What was my grander plan with this choice? Exactly. And asking myself those questions at a young age too is what really like, oh, okay, I'm learning to work hard. Like I'm learning to help provide for my family when I'm a teenager because I have to, because I had to. And And that necessity drove you to ask better questions, deeper questions that would allow, again, those obstacles to set you free a little bit more, to liberate your path. just a little more each time. Yep, exactly. Yeah. The other thing I think is really interesting about the whole idea of asking yourself questions. We, I, we talked about this at the last retreat that we were at, um, here in Austin, but the whole intention delusion set of control and understanding Mm -hmm. control is all based in statements. And every time somebody says to themselves a limiting belief of some kind or a story about their circumstances, they're speaking in statements. And so sometimes the easiest or one of the simplest things to do is just turn it into a question. Just make sure you point the question in a direction that you want to go versus where you don't want to go. That's like the only caveat to that is because you'll get curious about Mm. the thing that you don't want and then open up a whole world there. So just 
pointed in that direction. Exactly. It's yeah. wherever our focus goes. hundred percent. What are some of your favorite questions to ask yourself whenever you're not getting what you want or what the ideal situation mm -hmm. is? So if there's like an energy dynamic circumstance that's playing out and like, here's an example. I had a client who was having this dynamic with her boss mm. and it mirrored exactly the dynamic that she had with her mom mm. growing up. Very and, interesting. <laughs> uh -huh. And so I ask myself, especially if I'm triggered, this mm -hmm. is like what I do if I'm triggered about something. Like if I feel myself like not easily going to a neutral place mm -hmm. when I'm feeling heated, okay, what are the circumstances? What are the facts? What's the story I'm telling myself? Mm -hmm. So that's one question is what story am I telling myself about this? Yes. And if I'm in it and triggered, which actually just happened this week and it's great. Oh, perfect because timing. Every, yes, Fantastic. <laughs> which is great because I know that every time I'm triggered, it's like a scavenger hunt for me. I'm yes. like, ooh, we're playing a game. What's underneath this? So I, I actually it. lean into my triggers yes. and I'm like, oh, we just had a disruption or we just have an intense conversation. I'm still feeling like triggered. Mm. There's something here. I'm like, all right, okay. When have I ever experienced this dynamic? And what do I think Ooh. I'm experiencing? So what do I think I'm experiencing implies that there's other options. Correct. And I'll write out the situation like, okay, well, this person did this, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll write it out like what's really going on here. Mm. I, I put a request out and I'm not feeling heard. And I'm feeling like this person's using their power or authority or whatever I'll look at the energetics of the dynamic mm. and I'm like, what's going on underneath? Like this, am I wanting to try to control something? Are they trying to control me? Am I not feeling heard? Is this person an authority figure? Where in the past have I felt this dynamic before? Mm. And I remember this happened in a training room, an NLP training room. And I was like, I went right back to being like 10 years old. Mm. And I, what was happening is I was in the training room and I was like getting flustered because the slides weren't matching the printout. And I was just, I had this feeling like, like, why can't they just figure out how to do the slides and match mm -hmm. the printout that they have? This is really, but what was beneath that was a fear that I'm not going to get it right. Yes. <laughs> and then I went right back to school. Yes. Here when we I are. was like <laughs> trying to get good grades and like doing all the things. And I was like having all the stress, stress before the test and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what this is. It's this, it's this energetic dynamic of there's someone in authority. There's a test coming up. I got to mm -hmm. get it. And then they don't give me the information that yes. I actually need. And yeah. so then I was triggered because I knew. So asking yourself, observing the situation, observing the situation of what you think it is. And then taking a step back and then just looking at the energetics of it. Yes. And by that, what is it that you're really looking for? What is it truly? Like, it wasn't about the slideshow, not matching the printout. How dare they? <laughs> Rude, right? <laughs> it was about me afraid that I wasn't going to get it right. Yes. And so that's what was at the layer beneath that. And then... To elaborate more on that, there was an authority figure. So I look at those things too, as who do I put on pedestals and who do I consider authority? And does that matter in this circumstance? And where have I ever felt that exchange with authority or a peer in the past? Mm. There was a situation today, actually, that I got to the root of, mm. which was a dynamic that I was playing out with, with Mike's ex. We were mm. trying to work together on something and the communication was 
just not, things weren't flowing. I was mm-hmm. feeling misunderstood and unheard. And I was like, oh my God, it's my sister. Yeah. It's my sister growing up that just didn't want to deal with something. And I was trying to communicate and work together. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you recognize it's not actually the situation that is the situation. Like you're playing out something that is really from childhood that needs to be resolved. And then you can take, so I know that when I'm triggered and when I'm like, whenever I'm triggered, it's usually not because of the situation at hand. Correct. The map is never the territory. (laughs) Exactly. It's, oh, pause for a moment. I'm getting triggered. Let me go back to childhood, figure out Mm -hmm. what needs to be shifted, sorted, reassociated, establish a new meaning with something. And then it's, ah, okay, I let myself off of the hook. And then suddenly the situation, you're like, oh, that's no big deal. Why am I, yeah, even, like, yeah. why am I even doing it? It just reminds me of that other situation. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. So these, it's almost like an open loop that's mm-hmm. wanting closure. There's yes. a, there's an energetic dynamic that needs closure. And mm. so we'll manifest that in certain dynamics and people will do it with their businesses, which inhibits them from making money. Just like when it showed up in my one client that was like playing out a mom dynamic with her boss. Mm. And so that's the nuances of how it actually affects your money. The thing that's so funny is that people, everybody wants more money. That's a decision. That's right. (laughs) Believe everybody (laughs) wants more money. That's actually not the case. Some people don't and that's totally fine. But people will come to a money coach Mm. thinking that we're going to talk about money and and really what it is. We talk about beliefs about yourself and identity. Yeah. Cause they, the money is just the amount of money in your bank account or the amount of money that's flowing into your life is just symptomatic of what you believe about yourself and And what you believe about the world. Exactly. So it's the perfect place to go to first. Mm -hmm. That, That is really what changes things and what causes you to make the money that you make or, Mm -hmm lose the money (laughs) in the way that you do. What's really interesting, as you were sharing that, I thought about how I used to have this story around money that I thought was like, I look back at it now and it's funny, but I used to think that it was bad or that. And the reason being is because I had this story in my mind that my family that was well off while I was growing up used money to control me. That was the story. Now that's not necessarily what they were doing, but as a teenager, I made it mean that Mm -hmm. decided money's bad. Now, what's interesting is it reminds me of this, like the movie King Arthur that came out recently. It's a Guy Ritchie film. And King Arthur, when he, he wasn't the king yet, he went to pick up the sword and he couldn't pick up the weapon because he started having visions of his murderous uncle. And as he did that, he was unable to pick up the weapon. So in, a, in an interesting way, that metaphor correlates to this because I was make he was making the association of the sword being a murderous weapon because his murderous uh-huh. uncle used it. I was making money be something bad because yeah. I was controlled by or thought I was controlled by it. Totally. And that wasn't the reality at all. That's just the association that I made. So exactly. I would push it away or try to get rid of it by spending it as right. soon as I came in because yeah, yeah. I can't be in the possession of this. Then oh, yeah. I will be like them right. kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Going yeah. back to the complex of equivalences and, mm. and the beliefs that we have about things that are actually neutral. That's right. <laughs> it's totally neutral. Yeah. Money is neutral. That is, that will, adopting that thought can set you free. That's right. When you look at the money in your bank account and decide that it's neutral and then shift from feeling the guilt, shame, embarrassment, whatever you may be feeling mm-hmm. in the past and turn it into a game. That's right. 
And then do just like what you said and what you're leading people through with your coaching, which mm-hmm. is set the goal, mm-hmm. expect the obstacle. Yes. And get and excited when it's there. Yeah, because <laughs> this is the journey. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when you get triggered now, you you associate yeah. it to a playful state, which I've started to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If I get triggered by something, there's a moment where I'm maybe unconscious that I am triggered. And then once I realize it, it goes into more of yeah. a curious, playful. Yeah. But I do that with pain as well. Because mm-hmm. I've started to understand that a lot of like random pain that has no reason for being there is most likely something emotional. And so yeah. when it comes up, I'm like, ooh, interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is this time? Yeah, I like me? this all about. There's a much better way to react than, oh no. I have this problem again. I'm in this situation or like the trigger being like, oh, I can't believe this person did this thing. And that is never a good way to respond to it because as soon as you're in that state of being, you're just going to further go into the narrative, further go into the story and trap yourself more and more. I always will tell people like even like little things, if you read a horoscope or somebody reads your tarot cards. You can say whatever you want about that stuff, but what's important and what's of significance Mm -hmm. to that is what is grabbing you emotionally about that. And if it makes you feel good, okay, what's that about? Where can I explore more of that? Mm -hmm. Bring more of whatever Mm -hmm. I believe about myself into my life that I'm letting this thing tell me about, but not letting myself recognize it on my own. Or (laughs) if it is something bad, okay, now what do I believe about myself? What am I making this mean? Because all these things are neutral. Until Mm -hmm. we give them meaning. Until we give them meaning. Exactly. Yeah. And I love what you said about like, oh, making this fun. Yeah. Because what's really fascinating is that most people, and I I believe a lot of this is like conditioning from childhood. You do something bad, you get punished. Mm. We as adults do this. You do something bad, you get punished. People think often, I've witnessed a lot of people who, myself included, who get into the pattern of thinking that they need to punish themselves Mm. if they don't make enough or whatever. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite is true. Like we need to look for the greatness. Like we have to be our own best cheerleaders, advocates, internal mothers, fathers, Mm -hmm. coaches to see all of the good we did. Yes. And all of the successes we've had Mm -hmm. because successes, when we can look back and look at our own successes as successes, it begets more of that. We start getting into that energetic flow and then your thoughts change and your feelings change, right? You're starting to think differently about yourself at an identity level. Oh, I, and then you start living into, I am a successful person when you allow yourself to really hone in and witness that. And so that's that opening there of going from the conditioned response of, I need to punish myself if I'm not good enough to No, I just need to love myself. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's really the key, the biggest key component in making money now Mm. is really coming from a place of self-love. That's right. I want to add a caveat here because a lot of really successful entrepreneurs are actually punishing themselves into success. Yeah, I've seen that happen with Mm. clients, with colleagues, with with people who are also really successful doing that exact thing. And it reminds me, and I wanted to ask you what your perspective is on this, but I, I always love the idea of people, they give their power away in one of three ways or more, or one or more of these three ways. They either give it to circumstances, to people, or to self-blame. And many people confuse, and I've confused this myself many times, I'm people in this situation, <laughs> confuse self-blame 
for responsibility and the self-blame is the punishment side of things. So what is the difference between those two things? Because some people think that they're taking responsibility because they're like, yeah, I'm the asshole here and I'm so terrible. (laughs) That's not how you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And working through like, where does that lead? Mm. Like, okay, I punished myself because I did something that I'm not proud of. I punished myself. So like, where does that lead? That gives me more guilt, more shame. Mm. And then what do I, what are my urges from that place? Mm, is to do more of the shit that I'm not proud of. Correct. So it is this perpetual cycle. Mm. And the thing to really counterdict that, really deciding, recognizing that's not a functional tool in the tool belt to use for your success. And to decide, we make limiting decisions in life. Mm. And, oh, I can't have this. I can't have what I want. The thing. We can also make empowering decisions about ourselves. That's right. I am no longer going to beat myself up and punish myself because I know that doesn't get me. That doesn't get me where I want to go. It, it certainly doesn't equal results. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't because it, it totally drains the energy. Now, what I mentioned earlier with some people can beat themselves up into success. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Those aren't, yeah. So that's like the illusion of success, but it's also overtaxing on the body. A lot mm. of people will... It's, it comes from a place of enoughness. Mm. And so there is this drive, oftentimes very unhealthy, because it's all meant to try to prove something. Correct. Oh, I'm successful. Now I can love myself. Mm. And then they just move that goalpost once again. And then they just move it out. <laughs> then it's 1 million, then it's 10 million, then it's 100 million. It's never good enough mm. because they're in that frequency of I'm not enough. Yeah. And so when we are able to look and celebrate our, every one of our small wins and be our own advocate, be our own coach and look at all the good that we've done, that is life-giving energy. And then from that place, you take more, even your biology, the way that you carry yourself is different. If you look at people going into interviews or like before the interview, you can tell based off of just their physiology, how they're feeling and what they're thinking. Yeah. So are the signals that we are sending out to the world when we are truly in alignment with ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's like this magnetic and that's like when suddenly people just want to reach out to you and work with you and be in your energy. Mm -hmm. That's when the flow happens. That's That's when the abundance flow Where everything seems easy. You're just hitting nothing but net. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the reality is you're just loving yourself in that moment. Exactly. And the reality is that you've decided not to beat yourself up anymore and to Mm. look for all of the positive in every situation. Mm. Everything is a learning opportunity. Everything is a learning opportunity. And so a lot of entrepreneurs too will get trapped into the, oh, I failed. Mm. Like it's a bad thing. Of course you failed. Yeah. You're supposed to. It's, it's part, part of, of it. it. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no such thing as failure. It's only lessons. Yeah. It's feedback. So, yeah. <laughs> so flipping the switch and being able to see what did I learn here? How did this make me stronger? Mm-hmm. What did I do right here? Creates the opening and it's it's that inflection point of this self-sabotage and, and beating yourself up behavior to looking at the scenario and like, how can I use this? What mm-hmm. did I learn from this? How does this make me stronger? And then leaning into what did I do great about that? And that yeah. that reverses the wheel mm-hmm. and gets you going to the results that you actually are hoping to create. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's funny like to think about 
is I can't unsee it now, like thinking in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny to think, oh, you you actually used to not do that at all. Like you would punish yourself, you would beat yourself up. And it's it's crazy. But I think interestingly enough, like anything else, the contrast gives value to like what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Like having gone through that is not completely useless. Even that right. has its own lessons and learnings within it. Totally. The contrast itself shows us that, yeah, this is okay. the preferred way to go. <laughs> yeah, this works. This doesn't work. Hmm? Yeah. This gets me to where I want to go. This does not. That's right. Can't have the light without the dark, up without the down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I always like to look to nature too. I'm like, and look to it in the sense of there are these universal laws that are in place with all of creation. Yes. And there is also an element of fractals. Hmm. So if you observe a dynamic in something microscopic, it can also be cosmic if we zoom all the way out. Yeah. And so I'll look to nature and witness a dynamic happening. This happened when we, we got baby chickens, baby chicks, and in uh, the little runt ones were just getting picked on mm. and crowded out and stuff like that. And, and I was just like, huh. At this time, I was thinking, like, what would it be like if our son went to a public school instead of a private school? And, mm-hmm. and like, I just, was just observing these chicks and how they were, like, just so nasty and so mm-hmm. mean to the smallest one. And I was like, Nope, he's staying in the private school <laughs> because it's this fractalization of yeah. human behavior. So we, I, I sometimes look to nature and dynamics because money follows universal laws. Mm. So money follows this also. It's, it's not outside of the equation. It's all inclusive, right? That's right. So that is, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I love the practice of using the uh, nature or the outside world itself Mm -hmm. as metaphors for reflecting on things internally what you notice based on the idea of perception is projection is you're only noticing yourself in conversations in nature in circumstances so when those beliefs are triggered when those stories are triggered oh that's me (laughs) i can change that not it's harder to change the external reality than it is Mm -hmm. to just change the internal i think one of the metaphors i love about that is if you're looking in the mirror and you want the reflection to smile, you don't like grab the mirror and smile. No, you just smile and then it instantly occurs. I love that. Yeah, it would be ridiculous to do that. Yeah, of course. It's so simple, yet so profound. You're like, I have to change for the outsides to change. There's there's something that I, I didn't even notice the power of this until recently I was taking a client through a session and we were talking about the context of relationships. And... I didn't realize that this was actually a decision. And I think I had shared this with you through our coaching, but in my relationship now, prior to the relationship happening, prior to me even meeting my girlfriend, I had said this statement to myself. I said, I am ready and I trust that X, Y, Z is going to happen. And when I said that to the client to give him an example, because he was also working on that context, it like it struck him and he's I'm ready is a decision and many people are walking around complaining about their situation and have not decided to be ready to change it yes (laughs) sometimes that is the very first step just decide that you're ready to make the change Mm -hmm. and then we get stuck in that cycle of preparing yeah yeah that I'm getting ready to be ready to get ready mm -hmm. to be ready and then it just keeps going because there's Again, mm-hmm. it's a moving goalpost. If you haven't decided to be ready, then you're always going to be stuck in that like loop right. over Absolutely. and over again. And you can always punt the ball down the line further and you find any excuse to do. But until you, like you said, decide, no, 
the resource, every, there is not an unresourceful person. We're only unresourceful states, which right. is something that we've learned together through NLP as well. And this is so true and so evident. Like when you decide internally that you have the resources, internally they start showing up too. Because That's you're right. taking action and that yeah. action begets more action and then resources start coming in because you're putting value out and it comes back in the form of money. Correct. Which you buy the whatever studio gear or equipment or whatever. Mm -hmm. But to all the people who are using that as a reason to not start, make the decision, just do it anyways. Yeah. I One example of that is we're filming this on an iPhone right now in cinematic mode, which I've had this phone for a good while now. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I should get a DSLR camera like that. That would make my content better. And then I didn't even think about the fact that this phone has this mode on it that makes it look <laughs> close right. to it. And yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Like the resource is right <laughs> here. So I just wasn't deciding to be ready to do this. Yep, and it, here we are. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny too, because Mike and I were out in the garden. We're like, wow, we like, because we're going to be teaching gardening lessons, mm -hmm. how to be really independent mm -hmm. and self-sufficient, come off the system mm -hmm. if ever needed. So we're, I've been learning gardening and how to grow stuff. And we're mm -hmm. like, wow, we really need like a high quality camera to have out there in the garden. So we didn't do a lot of filming until one day I'm like, no, I made the decision. <laughs> exactly. We've got this stuff growing. Let's just start recording. Right. And I was astonished to see that, oh yeah, we had the resources all the time, except the mental resources because we that's hadn't right. decided that we were ready yet. Yeah. That, it's, that's such a, little thing that makes such a big difference yeah. is just the decision to be ready oh yeah and we zoomed in all the way you could see all yeah. like i was like oh well, You're like oh, the technology is here yeah. <laughs> we can... i've had the technology in my pocket the whole yeah, time <laughs> exactly <laughs> looking all around mm -hmm. for it which is such a beautiful metaphor it's we have what we need in our own pocket and we just don't even know it yeah that is wild to think about is all the information is there anything that you're wondering about or think you don't know is literally right. accessible in that way and going back to the obstacle is the way, whatever goals people are setting for themselves, the all of the, oh, well, I don't know how to do this. I can't do that. I'm not sure if I need this. You don't necessarily need to find that and build a team and find the right people to do the stuff. If you're a solopreneur, it's use your resources. That's right. Because you have them. YouTube Academy. <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. And it's free. And that is the obstacle is the way is when you lean in, you're like, okay, this is what I perceive as an obstacle. The way through that is becoming the person who doesn't have that obstacle by Correct. learning it and overcoming it. Yeah. One at a time. And you must face it in order to do that. Yeah. So speaking of some of these projects that you're doing, what are you most excited about now? Because we're here at Cosmic Ranch. We haven't talked about it yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you most excited about right now with Cosmic Ranch? Yeah, with Cosmic Ranch, we've been learning so much mm -hmm. about what we can do to become more sovereign. We it started with our finances. First, we decided, okay, we really need to be sovereign in our finances. Mm -hmm. But now it's so much more than that. And it's like, how do we truly become self-sufficient mm -hmm. and set ourselves free? liberate ourselves from the systems mm -hmm. and not have to be in that energy of fear. Mm. What I noticed was it's hard to be creative and when you're in the scarcity mode Correct. and when you're dependent on the system, you can get wrapped into the scarcity mode and, oh, what if they mm -hmm. turn off the power or the grocery stores need vaccine cards or the case may be, and things are so uncertain. How do I create more safety within myself? Mm. And that is oh, to not have to rely on external sources right. for my survival. How do I internalize those resources mm. and it's okay and this is for anyone like mm -hmm. how do you start to begin 
Like, how do you begin thinking in that way? And what's the first thing to do? For me, it was learning how to grow food. Yeah. If I'm seeing all these global food shortages articles, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to just let that fear permeate my being. That's right. I'm going to lean into the obstacle and I'm going to learn maybe just one thing. If I can do one crop mm-hmm. and anyone can do this in their own home, even if you're in a New York apartment, mm-hmm. you can decide on one thing that mm-hmm. you can start growing that can help sustain you if you need to. That's right. And so- we just started looking at the world that way. It's like it became this fun game that we played versus like the prepper doomsdayer, like fear driven yeah, thing. Yeah, it doesn't sound as fun. Yeah, it <laughs> do not, it that it's way. not as fun. So I decided to look at it through the lens of, all right, if I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to buy a few extra because I want to feel abundant. I want to have all the laundry soap I need for <laughs> years to come and not have to go to the store. That's you right. know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and, and I decided that I, the meaning I was going to give that was an abundant meaning. I want people to come over and never have to worry about running out of food. Mm. Like I wanted to feel abundant yes. in really uncertain times. And we decided to go from just teaching about money to also teaching about what we're doing at the ranch. And we've- That's beautiful. Yeah. Where do I sign? (laughs) And we're going to make this really like a a wide net approach where we just have a really low ticket cost Mm -hmm. for the masses Mm. so that they can, everyone can start learning these things on their, in their own pace, in their own home. Anything from just how do you garden? How do Mm -hmm. you grow food Mm -hmm. to- like all of the different techie things of mm-hmm. like how to all of the guns. Mike's really into guns. We've got a small armory here, which is hilarious. Beautiful. I love it. So yeah, he'll, he'll show the <laughs> show the gun room and all that. But also solar panels and what are the, like the most needed essential items mm-hmm. in case the power goes out, like in case this happens. Thinking through the potential obstacles. And like yeah. that's even the way that I coach clients to set goals. Like one of the steps in my process is not just planning out like what you can do, but let's assess what obstacles are going to come up. What are you asking for by wanting to do this? Like one, one of my clients is a real estate investor and he, his goal is to be the best in his area. And I'm like, what obstacles are you inviting when you do that? And he's like other people who also want that. So you prep for that, like ahead of it, get proactive. And these are the skills that I need. These are the strengths within myself that I can access. And these are the resources I need to acquire in order to make that real. Yeah. And then always checking the motives too. Mm-hmm. Is it's like checking the motives of why you want something. Mm-hmm. If you like, if I wanted to have a full pantry and have a, a garage stocked up with extra food because I was in fear and mm-hmm. afraid, then that is going to lead to toxicity in the body. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to hire you to help me do pain paradigm right. and work through <laughs> the pain that's going to, that right. I will be self-inflicting. Yes. If it's coming from that place, it's, it's not, from not, that not, place, not, it's not sustainable. Correct. So ask what would that provide me? Get what I, would getting that goal provide that's me? That's right. Like, Make sure know? it's not a moving away from value. Totally. hundred <laughs> percent. Amazing. So mm-hmm. before we wrap up my last question and you covered a lot of it, but I'll ask you again explicitly is, What does it mean to you to live a liberated life? To me, living a liberated life is setting myself free Mm -hmm. from any belief that I was never not good enough. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it starts and it keeps going through all the different stages of a person's evolution is setting themselves free for those exact reasons. So where can people find out more about 
the self-sustainability or if they want to get richer every day, like where can they find you and the work that y'all do? For Richer Every Day, you can go to richereveryday.com and Cosmic Ranch. We're going to be launching the podcast and sharing a lot about personal development and also all the things that we've discussed today uh, with money and things that we're seeing coming in the pipelines and what people can do to become self-sufficient. And then we're going to be launching the community as well. Beautiful. So yeah, there'll be awesome. much more to, to share and I'm excited too. Amazing. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. This was awesome. <laughs> it felt yeah. like it flew by yeah. and hope to have you again soon at some point. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible to live a liberated life with unshakable inner peace through the content on this podcast. Subscribe to this channel with notifications on to be notified daily whenever we share a new episode.